Welcome to Conscious Conversations. I'm Nitin Garg. And I'm Nick Paladino King. We are transformational coaches from the San Francisco Bay Area. And this is a podcast for people looking to take their lives to the next level. Conversations that lead to real life shifts tend to happen only by chance. We are here to change that. Our mission is to create transformational conscious conversations so that you can experience powerful insights to live a life filled with more passion, purpose, and prosperity. Together with our guests, we will raise the collective consciousness of the planet one conversation at a time. So join us on this great adventure of life by taking a moment to settle in, become fully present, and get ready for a powerful conscious conversation. Hey everyone, today we have a great guest on the show, Sherry Ann Tom, who's the founder of the Cancer Journey Institute. Sherry Ann has been through multiple bouts of cancer in her own life and learned how to take that experience of adversity, severe illness, and turn it into a moment of transformation, a possibility of transformation in her own life. And now she helps others do the same by empowering hundreds of coaches out there that are serving, uh, you know, the entire um, population of folks that are going through this experience of cancer and, you know, frankly, any other severe illness. We learn how we can transform our own adversities, our moments of grave illnesses, uh, deep, severe experiences in life, and turn those into moments of profound transformation that can also help us find our own purpose and pathway in life. And this is going to be an amazing conversation for those that may be experiencing something similar in their life now or, or know someone who's going through such a such an experience. So dive right in. Uh, it's a transformational conversation together. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Conscious Conversations. Today, Nick and I have the pleasure of speaking with Sherry and Tom. Sherry Ann is the co-founder and chief executive officer of the Cancer Journey Institute which is the nation's first cancer coach training organization. Uh, and we're delighted to have you, Sherry Ann. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. As we get started, Sherry Ann, I know you'll be sharing with our audience uh, a, uh, a what's typical for our show format, where we start off with a bit of a grounding uh, for the audience and then really dive in to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, so please take it away. Okay. So I have a grounding and I'm going to try to make it short today because I know we have limited amount of time that I do with my group and with my, my coaches. So how I want to start is I want everyone to gently close their eyes and take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And another one in through your nose. Receiving, receiving, and exhaling anything that doesn't serve you in this moment. And one more inhale in. And on the exhale, send a grounding cord down through your torso, down through your chair, the floorboards, the crust of the earth, 
down to the center of Mother Earth. And as you are sending your grounding cord down, feel that nourishing soil and muck that is Mother Earth. And let your grounding cord saturate with that and send that cord all the way to the center of Mother Earth. And see that golden brown pulsating ball of energy. And wrap your cord around that Mother Earth center. And then hook on to a place that has just your name on it. Mother Earth knows you. And feel that click. And then immediately feel all the energy of that pulsating, gorgeous energy of Mother Earth. Infuse your cord and ride all the way up. Back up through the layers of the earth, the earth's crust, your floorboards, and back into your torso, down through your legs, down out through your feet, sending roots down into the ground, letting you get a good, nice, yummy hold of the earth. Letting that energy come back up through your torso, down your shoulders and arms, up through your neck and your face and your head, opening up your head chakra, Sending a light beam up, your light beam, up to the center of the universe. And like a homing beam, let that connect with the light of the universe, the wisdom, the love, the knowing. And bring that energy back down your light beam. And let it gently swirl around you like a yummy hug. You are being held from Mother Earth and above from the universe. You are connected. You are held. Take another deep breath in. And on the exhale, take your hands and rub them together. Open them up and cover your face. Open your eyes. Let your hands down. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Sharon, do you have any do you have any teaching in tantric uh, yoga or or philosophy? Because that seems like quite a familiar uh, meditation that I've learned from the Himalayan Institute. I'm just, just wondering, throwing it out there. Uh, yoga. But just, it's it's just something I've learned in my travels of life. That was good. That was cool. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, there was you. a lot of vivid imagery that I, I was like, oh my God, I'm connected to the earth and the universe. And, you know, with this like energy right in the middle. So that was, that was quite an amazing visual to be working with. Thank you. I'm glad. Thank you for letting me share that. Absolutely. Sherry Ann, we're really, uh, um, I'm really curious uh, to hear your story from you. I know we both, Nick and I have, of course, you know, um, read a little bit about yourself, but um, you have such a fascinating journey that you've turned into a mission to help those going through cancer and enabling, you know, a community of coaches to be of service in that journey. So we're really curious to learn just what, 
you know, what are some of the some of the life events and some of mm. the experiences that have brought you to this stage? Um, and, you know, those that might really help our our audience get to know you at a deeper level. It's so much is swirling. So let me see if I can just kind of net this down again. I know we have limited time and I would rather have that conscious conversation. Uh, let me start with Amanita San Franciscan. So being of Asian descent and living in the West Coast, it, it was just kind of a, a paradox for me to be um, kind of held to, should I say, a high standard being Asian. You know, it's like we have aspirations. And, and I, I think what comes up to me is like Dragon Mom, it's like, we want you to do and succeed and be. And then being on the West Coast, you're going up here in the space where we're, there's so much, but like the possibilities are are open and, and that I could be anything that I wanted to be. Okay, so there's a paradox, right? So grit, uh, upbringing, work ethic, high standard, I worked in corporate um, and made it to management and was like, all right, I'm living the American dream, right? I've got a home, I've got a family, and I've got a nice job, I, I'm doing it, I'm doing it right. And then in 1998, when I was 38, so established my career, I was diagnosed with cancer. And that rocked my world. Because it was the first time I actually thought, I'm going to die. Because I, I was succeeding, I was succeeding. And then what, what strangely happened after that is I, I went into remission. And then I had cancer again. And I went into remission. I had cancer again. Now, all while going through traditional treatment. And I did that five times. And I'm not saying that to brag or anything. I'm saying that to just say, okay, cancer is a big part of my life and I need to pay attention here. And so I did. And along the way, I kept looking at what are ways to heal myself? What, what is this, what is this here for? What is, what is the message that I'm supposed to get? And what became really clear for me was, you're going through this because you need to know this, because you need to know that cancer, while it is something that hits us physically, is also a, a wake-up point. It's an awakening. And if you're willing, if you're courageous enough and willing, you can have an impact for all these other people who are faced with this challenge called cancer. And so I did. I jumped in and um, let go of my corporate work and went into training and discovered so much more about me that I was like, oh, this is good. And this is yummy. And this is who I truly am. And so from there, I was able to take a lot of my learnings in corporate, the structures and the systems. And I said, I'm going to apply this and I'm going to build something where people can come and feel safe and held and accepted for who they are and what they bring. And I love the, the phrase, the universal puzzle. 
and finding our unique puzzle piece, who we are, and how we fit into everything. Um, and that's what we do. We we train coaches, people to be coaches, cancer journey coaches, so that they can walk alongside the cancer individual during their cancer journey and beyond. Yeah, that's wow. Who I am. Thanks for thanks for sharing all that. And actually just wanted to share something with you, Sherry, and that's actually impacting me in this moment around cancer. As I know we were supposed to meet I believe last week, um, we pushed to, to this week. And actually yesterday, I was just informed that a personal friend is has been diagnosed with cancer. Um, mm. So as we, you know, as one of the themes of the show is consciousness and things and things to pay attention to and Sherry, and some of your language that I saw was like, are we, are we listening? Are we paying attention? And I was floored yesterday um, by that news. And I spoke to her today and I was so, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> You know, as a as a coach and someone who's transitioning people into life and out of life, I, I didn't quite know what to say. And I was really floored by her not wanting to say much, mm-hmm. not wanting to talk about it, not wanting to um, even share what type of cancer it was. And almost and her really saying, you know, I've already told enough people and I, I need some space and time here to work on this myself. And I was just, that's all I can do then is just sit here and, and, listen to that. So I want to share that because I'm actually going through that as of this yesterday and this morning. So perfect timing for this conversation, at least in my life. So thank you for, for being here for that. Um, something I really love in your intake that you wrote is that you see cancer more as a journey rather than a battle. Yes. And that's, that's actually something I've been taught by my teacher who he's always told me that you can't, you can't fight cancer. It's a bad, and I'll paraphrase. He says, it's a bad motherfucker. You've You've got to love it. You've got to love it and you've got to be with it and show it that it's it's part of you and that there's something to learn from it. I'm, I'm getting a sense that that's your approach. Would you be willing to talk about how you've differentiated between battling cancer and that's what we see, fighting cancer and you saying, no, this is a journey to grow with and wake up to. I'd love to hear your insights on, on that. Sure. Um, yeah. When When I hear battle, I hear win or lose. Mm -hmm. And since I didn't bring this on, and I think when we were talking about, um, you know, things that wake us up or uh, trauma or, or illness, it's not like we brought it. We wanted it like, come on in COVID. It, it was more like it was here for us for some reason. And, and if we're, we're making friends with it or accepting it more, and it's not easy to accept. I mean, let me tell you, when I first got my, my, my cancer diagnosis, it was, oh, my God, cut this thing out of me, and I hate you. You know, it's like, no, 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 this is a big X. No, I don't want it in my life. And yet, that's not going to make it go away. And, and trying to fight something that is amorphous, I get it. People want to fight with the the treatments and all of that, but it's it's more of the totality of us, which is why we're, we refer it to a journey. It's not just my physical body that I need to heal. It's really about the totality, the wholeness of me. And so the journey is to experience what's going on so that I can pay attention to what's here for me to learn 
because I do believe that life is a journey and it brings up situations, circumstances, um, surprises, and, and invitations for exploration constantly. And we can choose to see it as a good thing or a bad thing. There's that old Asian proverb of, you know, the horse has a broken leg. Oh, is that good or is that bad? Well, we'll see. Mm -hmm. um, that if we hold it as, okay, I know I'm not happy with this, but what's here for me lets us be more powerful in the journey and in what we're doing than having to fight. It's more of a, mm, a keto, just mm -hmm. kind of going with the energy of it and, and seeing how do we maneuver through this situation? So that's why the journey is how we hold ourselves, what we include in our titles as cancer journey coaches versus cancer fighting coaches or cancer warrior coaches. We're, we're the journey coaches. I'm guessing that that's not the most popular approach. Oh, for sure. I mean, we've got the whole ribbon movement, right? To where everybody's like, we're going to beat this. We're going to survive this. And again, see, it's that win or lose. That that not, um, not healing from cancer is losing just feels so wrong because it's not about that. What are you winning? And when we hold it and we can get our minds wrapped around, it's a journey. And there is something here for me, even if it's just being able to notice the flower that's poking out of the, the concrete and that there's beauty in everything around us. I think that's kind of one of the luxuries of, dare I say luxury, being in illness is that mm. life slows down. And you notice. And then if you're willing to notice the beauty, that it's right there, all around us, everywhere. Yeah, it, it can slow down tremendously. Um, and I, as you... I'm wondering as you as you talk about that with your clients. Of course, you've developed an entire methodology. Um, you know, the the organization that you've started, Sherry, and you know, coaches trains coaches to be able to do this work out in the world um, to serve you know hundreds of patients that are going through this journey of their own. As you start to connect with, you know, like you were mentioning that essence of like, hey, I didn't ask for this. I didn't call for this. And I was sharing with you prior to the our, our show today, you know, how I went through a, a, my own experience of a severe illness, hepatitis, being sick for months, uh, you know, when I was a teenager. Uh, I remember thinking some of the same feelings of like, hey, I didn't ask for this. And like, here I'm a teenager in summer, I should be enjoying my summer vacation. And but you know, life has a different plan. And for me, I remember one of the lessons I took away was just like, wow, how important is clean water and what ramifications happen with people all over the world when they don't have access to clean water. Uh, 
and suddenly you can be so severely ill. And I'm curious in the journey of cancer, how do you help uh, the, the, the patients or the folks that are going through this start to come to terms with it? You know, I think it's easy to say, Hey, let's accept it. But I'm, I'm wondering what the process feels like. And this could be relevant for, you know, anyone going through an illness, whether it's ourselves or our coworkers. I'm curious just what that process looks like. Right. So we envision how we hold cancer or any type of, of trauma or, or illness is kind of a wake up call. And I'm just going to use you as an example. So the hepatitis really slowed you down and it made you basically stop. Like you couldn't, you couldn't, you just couldn't engage in life. You were probably stuck in bed, had, didn't feel good. You just, you were just there. And what happens with a cancer individual is that life stops. And then as, as you're healing, it's you're you're getting prepared to go back into your life, and um, I think people notice that either during or during and after we have a whole cancer journey roadmap that that lays out different stages. Um, you notice that I'm changing because of what's happening to me. Maybe it's the slowing down and having time to think about what's really important, or it's. Um, realizing that what you were doing before doesn't work anymore. Whether that's a way of being in life or having a job that did where you were doing X or being in a relationship that wasn't really fulfilling. You start one, you start questioning your life. And that existential question of who am I now starts to rise. And so what we do as, as coaches is we we know the journey. All of our coaches are either cancer uh, survivors or they're caregivers. So they're, they're really intimate with the particular journey. But we all agree that it that that existential question comes at some point. And that's where the journey really starts beginning, right? Because it's, okay, who am I now? What's important to me? What values are important? What's not important to me? What can I let go of? And this is a question that's not just reserved for, for cancer folks. It's just like everyone in the world. What's my purpose? What's my value here? And, and just leaning into what you said, Nitin, about you know how important fresh water is, that could easily become part of your purpose of I I understand the preciousness of that, that I'm now going to start a movement or I'm going to be a part of ensuring that we all have clean water. I had pneumonitis, which is a chemically induced uh, pneumonia when I during one of my journeys. And I could not breathe. I mean, and I remember and still remember to this day, and I'm sure this is something that carries over to the individuals who have COVID who have had that, that chest congestion is like breathing is so important. And just the fact that we don't even think about breathing mm -hmm. every day, but when we do and become really conscious of it, it's like, ah, I'm breathing. I'm giving myself life. I am living in this moment. 
And so um, we remind ourselves of what's important and we can take um, experiences in our lives to help us understand. So what is my purpose? What is my role here uniquely because of who I am and because of my life experience? And so we use that in the coaching, not something that you would expect from a cancer journey coach, right? You would think, right. oh, we're going to teach you how to, to beat cancer. There we go again, that beat word. But it's really, it's like, I'm, again, it's here. What can I do? What's the best possible way for me to stand powerfully and use what's happening with me? And if I can come up with who I really am, and what my role in the world can be because of it, then I can come out of it and move beyond cancer and start even contributing more to the world. That That's kind of our premise. Hmm. Are you going to heal physically? You've got a medical team that does what they need to do. But because we're focusing on your, your inner strength, your emotions, your mental state, your mindset, and and your spirit that alive your your soul and your spirit inside, and and listening to what that wants. Now we're creating this human that's really healed, and so that's what we do. We focus on the inner strength part. Yeah, and it sounds like you know you in, in even in that moment of uh, deep adversity. Uh, what could be a you know is a very painful life experience but rather than how we how that energy or our presence in that state could be spent worrying trying to fight being up against something it, it sounds like you're helping the patients channel that energy more towards okay this is here now what meaning do i want to make of it how do I want to channel my energy towards what this can mean for my life going forward, which transforms their energy, focus, attention towards that which they want to create from this point onwards versus dwelling on that which is and just being caught up in the worry and the anxiety and maybe anger and frustration and all of those emotions. That's that's I was really hearing a lot of that as you were just describing how you help patients sort of switch their mindset, which sounds like contributes to their healing as well. Absolutely. And and back to, to you, Nick, I mean, I know your friend has just been diagnosed. That's a very tender, delicate, fragile time. Denial is a phenomenal coping mechanism for a while until you're you really settled into the reality of, okay, I've got this thing that is stopping me in my tracks. And I may have thought that I was going this direction and now I'm actually going in this direction. And so back to, you know, stopping and getting quiet. It's like, she is so important that the universe said, stop, you're off track. We've got to get you back on track with what your life is. If you're willing that we're going to put in this mm, roadblock for now, You'll get to go back. We'll see. But let's 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 pay attention to what you really want. And so 
I think our bodies are talking to us all the time, mm-hmm. whether we get, you know, kind of a sore shoulder or neck because of how we've been holding our body or we, you know, a bruise because I bumped my knee against the coffee table and it's because I was moving too fast. We, our body talks to us all the time, but now it's talking so loudly that it's stopping you so that you'll listen. How does that resonate? Yeah, I mean, we're speaking the same language. And I was actually, when we were talking before the call and you had mentioned that COVID seemed to almost be the cancer that was put on the world. And I didn't quite catch the correlation between the two. But now as you're talking, I'm going, wait a second. Most of the things you're talking about with the process of cancer are actually what I experienced with the process of COVID and a lot of what I was teaching my community and students was, hey, do you realize what a beautiful opportunity this is to slow down, to turn inward, to stop for the first time in maybe your entire life and say, wait a second, is my life working? Am I happy? Who am I? Another question. Why am I here? What do I want? I don't, I hope, and I don't think we'll see another time like that, at least in our lifetime, where I can look out at Van Ness Street and not see a single car on the street or walk to downtown San Francisco and not see a single person. I don't think we'll see that again. And it's like, what a beautiful opportunity that was to have cave time, how lone time, inward time and say, you know, what really matters to me? And I really think in five years, a lot of people are going to look back at COVID and, and go, whoa, I really missed a beautiful opportunity to change my life. I didn't take it. And other people are going to go, wow, what a beautiful time and what a beautiful opportunity that I took advantage of. And I can hear people listening going, wait, no, there were so many horrible things. And yes, there were. And yes, that's true. And those two realities can live in the same world. There was terrible things that happened and there was beautiful things that happened. And to Sherry Ann's point, now it's not a win or lose. It's a, no, this is all happening as it's supposed to. If we could take a step back and listen to ourselves, to our body, to the world, well, this is happening. So why is it happening and what can I learn from it? So yeah, what you're saying is totally resonating um, beautifully, actually. And I can really tell you, you're walking the walk. This is something you've worked through. This isn't something you read in mm. a book. This isn't something you're just talking about. It's something that you've lived and know with a capital K through your own experience of, of your reality. I'm also giving a sense that you've touched depth that you've really gone face to face with it. And as a result, you have more appreciation for your life. It, it, this is absolutely true. And, and I think we all did, if we go back to the COVID um, scenario, it's like the world, I mean, just, just the mass of this, of this, the world shut down. And, mm-hmm. and it, again, may never happen when we're conscious but the world shut down. And then what came out of it was the great resignation. So just exactly what you were talking about, Nick, you know, there are people who, who said, ah, I, I, I thought about it. I, I pondered this. I, this is not working for me. And then there's the ones that didn't, and there's, there's reasons and, and that's okay. There's room for everyone. And yet it is, it, it is the big experience of what a cancer individual experiences or somebody just with, not just, with an illness. It's like, this is going to continue to happen, just not in the totality of the world shutting down. This isn't going away. You know, funny So thing. we get to choose. I'm sorry. Funny, funny coincidence. I was just thinking about, you know, 
prior to the show, we were talking about just uh, our stories and how we all got started. And I was sharing a little bit about my own coaching journey and experience. And I just connected the dots. I think I kind of knew this before. I don't think I've talked about it before, but my first coaching experience that I went through was literally months after COVID. And it was that time when, you know, March, we had actually, uh, you know, mid-March, we also had our second child and COVID occurred. And a couple months later, I was feeling this, all these feelings around, you know, life and purpose and what do I, you know, where do I feel this disconnect, even though I have all the foundational elements in life, uh, you know, all the things that you would on paper would you would think would make you happy. And that's when I remember reaching out and connecting with Nick around the same time. And it was literally on COVID. So it was that, you know, not knowing consciously at that point, but underneath it, that time and space uh, and not being caught in the rush of work on a day-to-day basis and the commutes had actually created the space for my own personal transformation to occur without an illness. I mean, I can only imagine what would happen if you had actually gone through an illness and where you, you know, you come to probably some sort of a screeching halt for some time. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, even a much deeper and, uh, and wider space for reflection. Uh, and so I was just thinking back to that, like, I wonder how many, uh, other instances of those experiences have gone through in people's lives. You know, some of them have happened silently without us knowing and probably within our friends and family. Hey, thanks so much for listening into Conscious Conversations. As you know, we don't try to sell anything here. We don't run ads on our show. Our whole goal is to help elevate and raise the consciousness of the planet through these conversations. So if there's something that you heard in this show or this episode that really landed with you, pay it forward, give it a like, subscribe to our channel, write a quick review, or even better, share this with your friends and your family so that they can grow and they can benefit from this episode as well. Thanks so much for listening and we really appreciate it. Uh, but that's, elite, that's a ref- reflection that's coming up for me at the moment as we're talking about this. No, and not no. Yes, and you had Nick to go to, which was wonderful. And he, I mean, he had his skills and his tools. What I'm noticing is there were people who were like, what do I do now? Now what? And and I think podcasts like this, where we're having conscious conversations so that people can go, oh, that." that's what's going on with my life or I'm just recognizing myself here or I can reach out to a coach or I can read a book or or do something. It's like, ah, it's a pause. Let me, let me slow down for a moment. So I just, I'm very pleased that you guys have created this. Hmm. That's given me the insight here that, I'm, I'll say something that I believe deeply and it might rub people. We'll see. I think everything happens perfectly. So even cancer, I even could say, hey, this is exactly what's supposed to happen because you weren't willing to slow down. You weren't willing to take a look at your life and your body finally goes, hey, 
are you paying attention? Like, I have to get this loud. I've been with the shoulder thing. I've been with the elbow thing. I've been with the illness. I've been with the stress. And you're not listening. So now, how about now? And I think for a lot of people, COVID cancer is the first time they're going, holy shit, I need to stop. And it may be the first time they ever do that. But as I'm thinking through that, I'm going, well, why can't we train ourselves to do that without having to have such big things happen in our lives? Can we listen to this conversation and go, whoa, I have the ability right here and right now to stop. I have the ability right here and right now to slow my mind down so I can turn inward and start to listen to myself and then let, let my heart start to talk and say, hey, what is it that you want? What is it that fills you up? And then sharing to your question, like, what is my purpose in this world? Why am I here? I really think this is happening for all of us, but we're so busy and we're so caught in our mind. There's so much noise that we're not able to hear it we're not trying to hear it and it's there and it sounds like through the work you've done with with cancer coaching that lots of people are finding that it is there but all they need to stop and listen um, do you have experience or a, a model that you work with there Shannon? of once we stop then what then what do we do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes 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 i like and, to take a long time to get to my questions by the way <laughs> Say that again one more time. I like to I like to take a really long time to get to my question. So <laughs> no, it's a wonderful setup for that question. And the answer is yes, we do. Because what we've noticed is that cancer in particular, but again, it, it can be pulled across many, many scenarios of of challenges and traumas, is that it gets your attention. So it starts with getting your attention. And I think that until the pain is hard, uh, we're humans. We're just human beings with the, our, our, our good things and our not so great things. And one of the things that we're indoctrinated through is you need to succeed in this world and make money and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we're, we're pretty familiar about what the, the commercials and TV feeds us. To get quiet, we need to have a reason to do that, right? So it's either, oh, this big thing that you were just saying stops us. And I love working with cancer individuals because, darn it, this is going to be so sacrilegious, but it takes you down physically. So you're not able to muscle through or use mm -hmm. this incredible muscle called your brain to get through because it does it does mess with your brain. And we, we we suffer something called chemo brain. And it's very real where you kind of go mushy and you're like, I'm not thinking straight. So it's, it's, it's really hitting us to the point where we can't perform and we can't pretend. We don't have that energy anymore. Our body's taken down to the point of, okay, I'm just going to be real and raw. And that's the perfect place the real and raw place. And sadly, we had to be taken down physically because our muscles are so strong, including this muscle. And then when we're real and raw, it's and we can- your head. Yes, my head. <laughs> and when we're willing, because there's nothing else really to do, we start leaning into, okay, so what's here? What do I got? How and what can I, like, just what? And so we start with, like, 
this is going to be so, so uh, regular, but like, what's important to you? What are your values? What really means something to you? What do you hold dear? Because if you live those, if you live your values, truly, let's just even just say your top five values, you're going to be happy. It's when you're not living your values that you're unhappy. So that that's a great starting point is like, I'm upset. Why are you upset? What's not being honored? What value are you not living? So that can just be the switch, the first switch. Then the other one is, who am I naturally? Not who am I conditioned to be or who am I told to be, but who am I when when doesn't really matter, when I know that I'm accepted? Am I my goofy self? Am I a nerd? Am I absolutely brilliant? Like letting that real you out. Mm-hmm. Who is that? Okay, now we're getting the pieces of you, right? And then we bring in your experiences. What's the environment that I grew up in? What were the people like that were around me? What was my life as a as a young person, and what adversities and non and 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 um, successes did I have? And looking at that to see, oh, all those happened because it was training me to be the person I'm supposed to be. The, that person who fits into that universal puzzle and makes the picture beautiful. And so we take your values, we take who you are naturally, and we have ways of doing that, of course, and tools to do that. And then we go into, so let me look at my experience and really look at what I naturally do really well because of my circumstances of life. And that's where I'm going to focus. And that's what I uniquely bring. Because when you're doing you, It's not hard. It's not efforting. It's brave. It's courageous because we don't want to be judged. But to really be that purposeful purpose, no, purposeful person, we need to really get in touch with who we are. And and that's probably the part that I get people wrestling with the most is, who am I? Because I have these beliefs that came from my parents or whoever brought, raised me. And and when I was in the uh, corporate world, this is what they were teaching me. But then if I get rid of all of that, who am I? And, and the truth be told, I am a really goofy person. Hmm. The first time I was in a yoga training maybe 10 years ago, and that question came across of who am I? I remember my personality being like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I'm Nick. What is, what do you mean? Who am I? And that was the the seed that was planted. And I'm hoping someone listening right now is getting that seed planted in them of, wait, I've never thought about that. Who am I? Well, I'm, I'm Nick. Well, who's Nick? Well, he's, he's a man. He's white. He comes from this place. He does these things. It's like, oh, well, those are all just labels. Are they actually who I am? Well, if I pay attention, they seem to shift all the time. They shift person to person, moment to moment. So then maybe this concept of who I am isn't as solid as I think it is. 
okay. And then, wow, there's a little chink in the armor to start to go deeper into the, into the layers, right? Okay, well, I don't know. Well, maybe I'm a human. Okay, well, maybe I'm this. And I, I found a lot of times, Sherry, and I wonder what, you, what you've noticed is people will start to find something like I am love or I am, I am light or... I've even heard someone say, I am, I'm ears is that they realize they're here to listen. I'm, I'm wondering if you found anything similar as people start to get to that initial layer of the personality of, of what starts to come through. Yes, for sure. For sure. And, and we actually, we layer it. So we have values and then we have who they are um, dealing with their strengths and their talents and things like that. And then we, we, we layer on their experience and we knit it down to two words if we can, because that's, we'll remember it and we can own it and we could step into it. Um, and those two words are only meaningful to me if I can articulate it. So for instance, my two words that describe me is at my core and my purpose is I'm fierce love. And so everybody has their interpretation, right? Their own interpretation of what fierce is and their interpretation of love. And for me, fierce means I'm here. I don't leave. I accept. Yeah. I will call you out when you are faking it because I can't deal with anything but what's real. Or if it's not, I don't have permission to do that. I, I literally just leave. Mm. And that's okay with me. And so that's fierce. And I will love you in where I see you. And if you're if you're asking me to tell you what there is to love in you, I I will if if you ask. But my love comes from I'm not gonna judge you. I'm not going to ask you to be something that you're not. And I will fiercely hold this container of love so that you can be exactly who you are. Hmm. Wow, thanks for sharing that. Powerful. Nithin, have you thought about that, who, who you are? Given it, wondering if you have, if that's come through for you. Well, I mean, I think part of part of our exploration a couple of years ago when I was referring to the coaching experience with you, Nick, was really actually around that, which was, you know, I had certain ways I had thought about myself, whether it was like, oh, I'm now a father and I've been this tech product manager, um, but I've also done yoga and I'm really into spirituality and all these different identities were sort of conflicting. And I think what I remember was keeping me stuck the most was I was trying to attach myself to one or the other identity and trying to live a singular identity in which I wasn't sort of able to make it practical enough. And I think one of the things that shattered for me through my own coaching experience was like the need not to attach myself to an identity. And I actually believe I'm going through a similar process right now where now post my corporate job into a bit of void, right? Trying to establish my own coaching practice. There are a lot of the questions around like, okay, uh, who am I? What do I bring? Who do I serve? 
that I can do effectively. And so there's a little bit of the hat happening again, but I've almost to the level where you were just asking, Nick, I think I've kind of at times I've just, especially right now in this moment, I was actually doing it this morning, which was just taking a pause, like a complete pause on that question and letting you could say the murky water settle until it becomes clear enough on its own and not trying to force an answer. Cause I've, uh, one of the things I realized over the last month is the more I keep asking the question, the more thoughts will keep coming up, but not necessarily clarity. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I feel like if I slow down and I stop the thinking and just let, just sit with it, mm-hmm. then I get certain, uh, insights so for example today in my meditation when it was that complete calm one of the things that came through very clearly was like oh i'm a i'm like this sea of calm you know and that's i remember i then remember many instances where my coworkers would tell me wow you're always so calm you're always so uh you bring this energy into the room where even if people are frantically running around like you can help bring a sense of calm and slow, help them slow down. And I'm like, okay, well, here's an aspect of who I am that I thoroughly enjoy that I sort of naturally tend to bring forth. So, okay, I'm, I'm calm. And I went and wrote that down. And now I've got like a list of, you know, seven or eight different strengths like that, that I'm like, okay, you know, it's kind of the, the layers are revealing itself over time, but it's only Mm -hmm. been that, that seems to only happen when I stop the thinking. Yep. Yep. And, then, and I just sit with it. So long answer, but at least that's what's been helping me. It's a beautiful Thank answer. Because you. you're speaking totally to being. It's like you're getting to the essence of you. It's not a label. It's not the thinking. It's the when I when I just get centered. You know, I'm glad we got to do the grounding beforehand. It's like when I get to just be there and I know that I'm held, who shows up? Yeah. I'm so curious, Nick. I want you to answer that question. Who shows up? Oh, cool. When I am when I feel safe and secure and, and calm. Um I who shows up is someone that can sit with anything. That's who shows up when I'm in that space. And actually, I feel like I'm touching that now actually through our conversation. If you can tell me anything and I won't judge it and I'll sit there and I'll sit there with you through it. Uh, and also with myself, I will do that as well. If, if I'm in that space. Yeah. I just yeah. got this image of a solid tree with a, and, and a wise tree. With, with a really solid base and you can actually still you can see some of the roots that are coming out that are up above the ground, but you know that they're deep inside and it's just like solid with with the, the, the leaves just whole and just, you could lean against this or you could lean against you. Wow, thank you. Pretty rad. The, all of the hair on my entire body just stood up. <laughs> Yay! Thanks for that hit. Thanks for that I've, hit. I've been leaning on a bunch of trees on my hike, so... There you go. 
and, and, would, with... and the guy that you partner with is one yes. right there. <laughs> I was um, leaning on this tree. Well, I have been leaning on this tree for a couple of years. I, now, now it all makes sense. <laughs> there it is. And something I will say, Kishere, and I really, really appreciate that the reflection is, I think there's something important here I want to get across is that just because that's who I can be doesn't mean that's who I have to be. And that is, that's something right there I wouldn't have been able to say before because just because I'm good at it, just because I have that ability doesn't mean I need to do it or at least that I don't always, I don't have to. So that's been something I've been working on. I was like, yeah, I do have the capacity and the ability to hold a lot for a lot of people. And I'm learning that that has affected my happiness in the world. Now I'm actually learning to be more protective of that energy and be more boundaried and going, oh, actually... I do have this ability to hold space and I also have the ability to decide when I want to do it and how that, how that looks. So that's been something I've been working. Uh, but there is, there's a difference from knowing your purpose and then living your purpose. And that, that exactly. could be a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation we can circle back to later. Yes. Just like I said, if, if you're not interested in me telling you fiercely what I see, I won't. And that's my boundary. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to force myself on you, but given the invitations, like come, come closer. Let's have have the conversation um, <laughs> as you lean closer. Wow. Beautiful. What a way to end. Um, Sharon, any, any words of wisdom before we part and um, anything you have going on that you'd like people to get in touch with you about or, or check you out? Um. Well, first off, you are more powerful than you realize. Always been my stance. Um, and we have a couple of things. First off, we, we did write a book, and it is out there on Amazon. It's called The Call of Cancer. And um, it is the pathway, a loving pathway, of course, because, you know, fierce love. A loving pathway to wholeness, healing, and transformation. Again, Excellent. available on Amazon. And we also are going to launch something in September, and it's called After Cancer. So a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, which is why it's so forefront in my mind, is um, a series that we're opening to the public. So you don't have to just be a cancer uh, survivor or individual, but that, that's, that's our world. So that's what we're offering it to. And it's a chance for them to actually find out who are they now? What's my purpose? And where am I going? And that is a program that's being started on September 7th. So if you want to know more about that, just send us a message at info at thecancerjourney.com and we'll get right back to you. How was Perfect. that? That was perfect. Um, well, thank you so much for your time, for being willing to go deep, be honest, um, and share some personal personal things that you believe in and bringing out a lot of that in us. That was, that was fantastic. That was a quick hour. I can't believe that was already an hour. So thank you so much, Sherry. Uh, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on. And we will uh, hopefully talk about how to live purpose in the future again. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Bye for now. Thanks for listening in. If you want any more information about our guest today, 
uh, about any of the sessions or, or offerings that were presented, uh, as well as about myself, Nitin, or Nick here. You can find all the links to our websites and uh, how to get in touch with us through the episode notes. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you heard, share it with friends and family, spread the love, spread the collective consciousness, and help us raise the consciousness as a whole.